The following podcast is for information purposes only and is not suitable for retail investors. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Chat of the Week podcast. Today is Thursday the 7th of December and I'm joined by Lorenzo Laposta. Lorenzo, welcome. Hello Tom, thank you very much for having me. So Lorenzo, I think it goes without saying that the last year and a half have been pretty painful for fixed income investors because of the unprecedented sequence of interest rate hikes we've seen implemented by central banks. But investors were definitely given an early Christmas present that came in the form of November's returns. And if we look at the Bloomberg US Aggregate Bond Index, which is a broad measure of investment grade bonds in the US and includes government bonds, corporate bonds, and asset and mortgage-backed securities. Um, it's, it's declined actually 16% since the beginning of 2021 to the end of October this year. But last month certainly came as a relief with the index returning 4.5% to investors. And with that, it makes November the highest returning month in nearly four decades. So not an insignificant event by any means. Um, so my question is, what were the reasons for this great return in November? Well, Tom, pretty much the rally last month was based on a fundamental shift in investors' perspective on the future trajectory of interest rates. Um, Before um, then, the prevailing sentiment was that rates would stay higher for longer because of sticky inflation, because of a resilient U.S. economy. The markets now uh, firmly believe that the Fed are done hiking and also that they will be cutting interest rates much earlier than expected previously. And we can see that actually in implied market expectations on on that. In mid-October, markets were pricing in about 60 basis points of rate cuts by the end of 2024, Um, so call it um, two and a half. Um, But last time I checked yesterday, uh, it was over 125 basis points, so almost five cuts. Um, Now, you know, this is more than double the expectation of a month earlier, and that significant shift in investors' outlook um, just demonstrates how indecisive investors have been this year, which it's what's been causing all the volatility we've seen in markets. Um, obviously, the question now is um, why have they changed their minds? Well, uh, you know, partly it's because of some, some favorable data coming out of the U.S., Um, inflation figures came below expectations along with several data points that suggested that uh, labor markets were at last cooling off. Then on top of that, markets reacted to comments made by um, hawkish Fed member Christopher Waller, who um, suggested that where policy rate is at um, at the moment, it's probably enough to control inflation, uh, which further strengthened the investors' conviction that the Fed are done hiking, even though he didn't explicitly mention any media rate cuts. Um, and on the corporate side, uh, bonds also benefited from the simultaneous rally in equities as investors' risk appetite increased, um, and you know the corporate bond market also received some substantial flows um, in November. Okay, so investors definitely feeling more positive now. Over the the course of the month, yields on 10-year treasuries have come down 60 basis points from 4.93% to 4.32%. And Fed Chair Jay Powell maybe suggested concern over this. He said it would be premature for markets to be assuming monetary policy is sufficiently restrictive and speculating about rate cuts. And, And finally, that he would be prepared to enforce further hikes if it becomes appropriate. Yeah, um, exactly. Just in the same way when 
bonds investors were doing the opposite and pushing treasury yields to extremes past 5% on the 10-year, and there were concerns that this may tighten financial conditions too much. Now, the worry is that such a calm down in yields could loosen financial conditions too much. Ironically, though, um, after Powell voiced these concerns, yields actually fell a further 10 basis points, as investors believed his wording implied that uh, the Fed would only hike rates if appropriate, which, in other words, uh, means that today is not appropriate, and inflation is, in fact, coming down um, at an acceptable rate. Yeah, it's interesting how his words didn't really have the desired effect there. Um, so in October, when yields were at these attractive levels near 5%, we, we took the decision to upgrade our outlook on government bonds and increase our duration, or in other words, our interest rate exposure in portfolios. And that has since turned out to be a good move. But with the yields now having been quite substantially pushed down compared to where they were, when we made that decision, do bonds still remain an attractive asset class for multi-asset portfolios, or, or do you agree with Mr. Powell that markets may have overdone it? Well, yields may not be as attractive as before, at least optically. However, it's important to look on a relative basis to other asset classes, and uh, equities as well experience a rally in November where valuations continue to be stretched and uh, obviously equities bring a lot more uh, market risk. So fixed income uh, is still an attractive place to be for now. So we maintain our same um, neutral position in fixed income and modestly overweight position in Gobi bonds. Uh, the key factor is that investing in bonds uh, at the peak of an interest rate cycle has historically um, consistently been rewarded um, and um, Often bonds have performed better than equities, but overall, I think investors can be confident that the worst is behind them in both asset classes. So what are the risks which fixed income investors still face going forward? Well, uh, yeah, there are definitely a few risks to this bond rally, especially uh, with inflation still not at target levels. Um, and as they say, the last mile is always the hardest, which is also an appropriate analogy here when tackling inflation. Um, central banks still have a tough job on their hands of um, getting the timing and size of rate cuts right to prevent a rebound, which, as we've discussed um, on this podcast before, can and has happened to um, to actually be detrimental um, as a sort of consequence um, against the health of the economy. So, um, you know, I would say is an ever-present risk and markets um, definitely seem confident in the favorable outcome here, um, which is not to say they won't be right, but it's definitely not decided yet, uh, which is what Powell was trying to get across with his messaging, I guess. The um, ironic thing here is that the more markets price in uh, earlier cuts, the more likely they will swing the Fed to keep rates restrictive because these in itself loosens financial conditions. Um, and according to Goldman Sachs' Financial Conditions Index, um, November was the largest loosening on record. So this does complicate things for the Fed. And also, as we've discussed previously, um, the U.S. fiscal situation is becoming more and more um, of a worry. And in order to pay for the huge deficit, they will need uh, to borrow vast amounts from the bond market. And the risk, if markets don't have the willingness or capacity to absorb these bonds, um, which would um, um, result in a huge spike in yields if auction were to fail. Um, however, you know what we have seen this year are a lot of willing buyers in treasury markets uh, and excess reserves in banks, um, 
that would likely also help to step in to prevent such a scenario. So uh, some more long-term risks to consider stem also from the uh, possible consideration that inflation may not be permanently be higher due to structural shifts ongoing uh, in the global economy, such as decarbonization, deglobalization, aging population, uh, and the likes, which would cause interest rates to remain at higher neutral rates compared to the immediate past. However, these are very long-term concerns and um, I would say unlikely to materialize in 2024. Okay, thank you, Lorenzo. It seems a lot of our chats have been dominated by the story of high interest rates and the implications as a result. So it's nice to be able to talk to about a, maybe a different story, a more positive story on here. So on top of seeing some nice returns in portfolios. So thanks for joining me today. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you, Tom. Speak next week. For professional advisors only, the views expressed are those of Momentum Global Investment Management at the time of recording and are subject to change without notice. Momentum Global Investment Management has used all reasonable efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information contained in this communication, but we cannot guarantee the reliability, completeness or accuracy of the content. This podcast is for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell. Momentum Global Investment Management, company registration number 37330094 has its registered office at the Rex Building, 62 Queen Street, London, EC4R1EB. Momentum Global Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority in the United Kingdom, registration number 232357, and is exempt from the requirements of Section 71 of the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act 37 of 2002 in South Africa. In terms of the FSCA FAIS Notice 141 of 2021, published on the 15th of December 2021. For complaint relating to Momentum Global Investment Management's financial services, please contact distribution services at momentum.co.uk. Your capital is at risk.